he would sit in the corner and he would read and he was silent and he was, uh, for all intents and purposes, supposedly a monk. This is the opening to a piece by sound artist Joan Schumann. A woman is sitting in a coffee shop and notices a man sitting at another table. Now you're not going to get this fully the first time round because I'm only playing an extract and it's quite intricately told. You can get a link to the full piece if you go to the Curious Ear section of the documentary on one site and bring some headphones. It's a richer listen on headphones. So this piece is called Silence by Joan Schumann. The editing is quite complicated, and often when a producer layers sound or jumps the audio around the place, it's because they're masking the fact that they haven't got a very good story to tell. That's not the case with this piece. So I left him alone, and he left me alone. He ignored me, and... Um, I didn't speak with him because I figured that's what you do with people who are monks. A woman calls into a coffee shop every evening, and every evening she sees this man sitting in the corner reading. His name, she finds out later, is Om. He has a small chalkboard with him. She's intrigued by him, but he's ignoring her, or so she thinks. I was in the farmhouse kitchen. I was having a conversation with another... Person and Om interrupted. That trouble. I had absolutely the conversation, which I didn't appreciate, and wrote on his board something like, "What would you say if I asked you to marry me?" So the first thing I ever remember saying to her, outside of something that might have been strictly, was literally the first thing he ever said to me. Was uh. What would you say if I asked you to marry me? And I thought this guy is, is like, not only rude, but he's nuts. And I told him so. I got really pissed off at him. I wanted to see what would happen. She freaked out. But those were literally the first words and so that he, uh, she I was ever uh, read from him. For three days or so, she would uh, she would just not even get close. And she had, I mean, her eyes got big like a deer caught in the headlights. I, uh, I can say some pretty outrageous things sometimes. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, <laughs> I mean, flower. Well, that was one, that was a prime example there. So, but that's how it started. And in between, me, he lived on. Ohm, lived he on gave me a chalkboard. There was this other, that was the first thing uh, that he ever gave me was, was my own silent, chalkboard, so that I could do silence, side. which I did. And that man, um, whose name was Byron, one day he is still silent to this day. Week, he never broke silence. And one so week a year for fourteen years. The same time Ohm did, which and I used his chalkboard. Late seventies. My board was gorgeous. It was walnut. So the meditation uh, I inlaid some in the back was uh, coral in the back. It was one of my prized possessions for a long time. And I had, uh, I made a little slate. It, it fits in the palm so of my I, hand. It was maybe like a so three by maybe, five card uh, or something. So it's three inches by five inches or something like that. And I had a little piece of chalk. Lovely Italian so slate that, on um, one side, solid wood on the other side. Whatever sturdy. needed to be said could be and said. And you have a little chalk and chalk holder and a little and so I first did that, that in 78. Maybe off. one day a week every now and then. It was pretty erratic. And then in uh, 1980... I started doing extended periods. Oh, that's the other thing. See, you can say something that's completely matter-of-fact, but the, the reader is always going to put their inflection into it. He had this letter. We met on the road one day, and he had this pre-written letter in his pocket. And he handed me this letter. It said that he was on the threshold of taking his monk's vows and that he really wanted to have sex one more time. And 
he had chosen me to there's do a, this with. There's a couple of things that instantly happen as soon as you Was start observing silence. One, the first is you become twice as smart. Because you think twice before you say anything. Kind of thing. That is if you're, if you're paying attention, you know. I I thought and, you're uh, crazy. So there's a lot of <laughs> stuff so that crazy. I'm sorry this doesn't fall into my you, you know job description here. Said, so, you know, but after that time, that's, we that's somehow and then it actually does to be cause friends. a uh, a detachment from the world. And so I think after about because nine when, months, uh, or maybe even a little longer, we actually decided we were going to do that. That we were going to have this ceremonial. Uh, offering so up. um you don't get into that stuff like if I'd have said blah 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 or I could have said blah 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 so we or did I think we, blah, blah, we practiced blah, blah, for a while blah, blah, first you just don't even for the ceremony <laughs> and then then we you had really the not only do you see through what you're beautiful. saying I mean but really you also also see through and, whatever uh, everybody else is saying this offering thing we went had a little ceremonial dunk in the creek that was by the fast. It got very confusing, as a matter of fact. The confusion of sexual energy, attachment, celibacy, yoga, tantra, all that stuff. But this whole time, he is silent. Absolutely. You really see how almost all speech is, um, you know, self-motivated. It's usually like uh, how great I am. Or what I know, or what and you should be doing, on these trips, we that kind of stuff. So and so, if you have that focus, like the focus is to to watch the self, then you see that stuff. Um, so we started taking trips together. It, it, everything we traveled really well together, the, the and usually when we went so on these trips, we were both silent. So one week a year, we'd go on a trip somewhere like the Southwest, and we'd take our chalkboards, and we would be silent for the whole week. It, it, everything hinges on the the intent. So that's the way it was with me with doing silence. Now, I don't know, although I'm this kind of person that's, uh, I'm an extremist. I can do one extreme or the other extreme, but the middle road is really difficult. So... And we're sitting on the lawn. It's his birthday. He has told me he's going to give me a birthday present, but hasn't told me what it is. Out of the blue, when I'm not looking at him, I hear the word lettuce, but it's lettuce, 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 like that. And I don't know where it's coming from. It seems like it's coming from the other side of the fence or something. And so I look around and then I, s- I look at him, and he says and, the word uh, lettuce. we're going to get married. And I thought, well, and shoot, then you know, we ought the to whole talk. Thing, I, I know exactly what's mind. going on. He's going to talk so on my birthday in to me for his birthday. And his idea is that if we're going to get married, I should hear his voice at least for one day. So he's going to talk for one day only. And that was the first time I ever talked to him. So we had already known each other, you know, uh, and then we talked all that day. And he talked. And the then, man knows um, how to talk. Into the night. Although it was difficult for him that day to speak because well, my whole face he was just had uh, some and the bones and everything. controlling his, 
his voice vibrating from the sound. And it was. Um, and then it was very weird because I would, his head I would see something, and I would look behind me or something. It, it was difficult to hear where the sound was coming from, and it sounded like it was coming from behind me or something like that. The physical differences between being with him when he wasn't talking and being with him when um, he was talking were profound. But you, you notice um, what a. Um, we could walk and talk at the same huge time, expenditure which is something that we'd talking, never been yes. able to do before. So we could walk down the street and talk like normal people. So we went swimming in the ocean, we swimming, which was and when we went to bed that night, he could talk to me in the dark. And I remember trying to keep him up as long as I could because I enjoyed talking with him. to sleep because you know then I was going to wake up quit talking. He talked very philosophically, and he had this delightful southern drawl that I'd never heard before, but I had heard about, which explained the lettuce thing. I do remember we went on this trip that was quite significant because we fought a lot on that trip. It's difficult and to fight with somebody yeah, that's silent. And, and when like when we would have fights, yeah. His silence would make me get louder than I ordinarily would. I used to do that on the phone for no. You know, the more silent he is, the the louder I get. So it wasn't particularly bringing out the best in me either. I'd click for yes or something. So. I got out of control and I grabbed his little chalkboard out of his hand and twisted it and it shattered. And he was terrified. I mean, I don't think anybody had ever um, displayed raw, violent tendencies. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I hadn't done it either. That's why I'm saying it. It just brought out this this other side. So, so yeah, uh, I ripped up his chalkboard in my bare. And then sometimes people would be pissed and the, if they found out the that shattered. there was nothing wrong with you. And I mean, that's an extract from Silence by Joan Schumann. To hear the full piece, follow the link on the Curious Ear section of the documentary on one site on rte.ie. You've been listening to The Curious Ear. I'm Ronan Kelly.